It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Politics, economics, uh, culture, so many things over the years that you've covered. Trish Regan, great to have you here. Oh, it's so good to be here. It's so good to talk to you, and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. So let's dive right in. What's on your mind, and I believe something down near the border and below it is at the top of your recent list. So what what's going on with the UN, which we fund over 25%, I believe we're closer to 28% of their total operational budget, uh, and handing out $800 debit cards to migrants? Yeah, I mean, there's some concern about how the UN is, is spending their money, um, in, in ways that may incentivize some to come here in, um, you know, with, with just cold, hard cash right now. Look, I, I get it. If you're new to this country and you're going through the proper channels. Um, and unfortunately as you and I, and everyone else knows, a lot of people are not going through the proper channels. You know, they're just coming illegally to the country, but if you're going through the proper channels and, you know, look, I understand that there's an expectation, I guess, of, of some, some support, but the the fear now is that we've created kind of a, a perverse incentive, right? I mean, it's it's exciting for people to come here, yes, because they have an opportunity maybe to embrace the American dream, but then there's just the other reality going on where, okay, you're going to be taken care of, um, and, and there's money, and look, I think the reality, and we have to realize this, a lot of European countries have realized this, is that we can't take care of the world, David. We need to actually take care of ourselves. And so I, I'm, I'm not against immigration. I'm actually a huge proponent of it. it. So long as people can come here and partake in all that's great in America, and that means coming here, working, being part of the system, you know, paying taxes and, and wanting to build your own American dream. But I, I think that somehow this has gotten twisted and messed up along the way. And sadly, let's just be honest, there are political reasons for that, and the, the, the idea being we can buy more votes. I mean, heck, you've got 800,000 people, David, in New York City that now are going to be able to vote that aren't even citizens of this country. How does that make any sense? I mean, if you're not a citizen, you don't have a long-term stake a long-term economic stake in this country. Uh, you know, you're a green card holder. You're here for as long as you, you want. The rest of us, by the way, it's like the the, Bates, the the Hotel California, I should say. You can check in, but you can't check out. In other words, if you were to leave America and renounce your citizenship, well, Uncle Sam, or in this case, Uncle Joe, would get 50% of your net worth before you could do that. But green card holders, not you can walk away the next day. So I say that because it, it's really not fair. It's not right to have people voting like they're doing in some parts of California. And of course, now they want to do in New York when you don't have that long-term sort of stake in things. Uh, you know, I can't move to Mexico tomorrow and suddenly, you know, be able to vote. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. And and for anybody to expect that the U.S. should, it's just delusional, but political. It is. It's beyond delusional, and you're right. It's political. I call it the balkanizing of America with illegal aliens by exacerbating the problem. But, you know, when we hear, you know, $800 to a migrant, first of all, the cartel loves that. That's money to spend, right? You look at the banks in Mexico. I decided to do a little digging after you put this out. And really,
really started talking about it and, and, and following the money, right? Something you and I used yeah. to do together on your show on TV. And, and I follow this and say, okay, who controls a lot of the banking concerns? Where is money going? How is it being used? Who, who, when I look into it, controls a lot of the the ATM machine distribution, therefore, gets a fee per transaction in this. I happen to be dealing with a Canadian company that specializes in worldwide uh, debit card structures as a project. And, and I looked into it and I realized like, there's a huge money incentive here and $800 per person. If you do that time times one month's surge across the border, you could be in the 120 to $140 million range in a heartbeat. This is real money. Yeah, look, I think that that's what people, I mean, I hope they know this, but it, you know, it's kind of, it's a little bit disillusioning, but the reality is there's a system here, okay? And and everyone that's like part of that side, and I say that side, has some kind of financial stake in this, the left. Um, And so, you know, it's, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And so there's, there's an incentive it's not just politics. Keep in mind, politics is about economics too. So these people are making money off of certain policies and certain procedures that they want to see continue and to be in place because it is big bucks. And so that's when I, I feel like, David, the system is sort of stacked now against your everyday American. I mean, I, I talk about it like an hourglass, right? Like those people in the middle that are trying to do everything right, they're American citizens, they pay their taxes, they go to work, they save their money, they try and put their kids through school. They're the ones that are getting shortchanged because, you know, if, if they're going to hand out effectively ATM cards to people who can come here illegally and then somebody's making money off of those ATM cards. I mean, you understand there's like, there's a system somehow that's, that's at work. And it's not just whether, you know, whatever's happening at the border, it's also who's getting what contracts. I mean, build back better, which would have led to massive inflation like you've never seen, especially within the childcare services industry, because they wanted to sort of federalize daycare, if you would. Um, we know what happened with, you know, education costs, healthcare costs. Every time the government gets involved, it costs more. And it shuts out those people in the middle that, you know, are, are you know, mom and dad trying to go to work every day and they've got to drop their kid at daycare. Suddenly now they're not going to qualify necessarily for all that free stuff like the people who come here <laughs> illegally may or people who are really, really challenged at the bottom of the rung. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have things for people at the very, very bottom, but what? how is this right when we then ignore the people in the middle? It doesn't matter. Inflation doesn't hurt the people at the top. Right. But it, and it doesn't necessarily hurt the people at the very bottom because we've got government freebies for all of them. And so it's your everyday Americans, hardworking Americans out there trying to pay their bills and get ahead in life that are getting totally shortchanged by this system that's all working together for its own benefit. You know, one of the things I would say, though, Trish, my guest, Trish Reagan, uh, purveyor of TrishIntel.com, all things Trish are there, and we're going to go through a few of them now. But, you know, to that point about people at the bottom, and I take your point about the effects of inflation on people at the upper rungs of the economic ladder. But you know what's also missing? And I'm reminded of this uh, because of an earlier call from a listener who started at the bottom, worked his way up. Right now, his family life is going well for Lawrence, but there are people at the bottom 
who may see something or want something for themselves. So as we eat up resources in these communities for illegal aliens, as we eat up economic resources to help Americans who rightfully deserve a leg up, uh, you know, not a handout, but a leg up, and want that, that means we are also hurting people at the bottom of the ladder. Because if somebody wants something and a resource is gone, it's not available. And I want to help every American who wants to help themselves. Well, you know, sometimes charity starts at home, right? And in this case, I think you want to you want to do the most you can with the population you have. And there's there's reasons to focus on who's actually here and who's trying to get ahead. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in having a system that affords upward mobility. My concern about the current administration is, is we don't have that because well, it's it's proved in the numbers. I mean, median incomes are down on a, a real adjusted basis because inflation is so bad. So people are earning less money now than they did before. And that's actually been quite you know, typical if you go back and look at some of the administrations before, Democrat administrations. I mean, same thing happened during Barack Obama where you saw no increase in median incomes. We, we got it substantial, the largest ever during the Trump administration. And, and I think the reason for that was really, he just said, okay, you know, he put some smart economists in there and you do what you do. And uh, I like these policies because I think he, he kind of understood that lower taxes, less regulation is going to lead to more prosperity. And it did. But, you know, I think the problem with some of the policies the left is putting in place is that it, it's kind of like they're shooting themselves in the foot, right? They, they're trying to help these very same people. They keep saying they want to help those on the bottom, but all those on the bottom, and again, in the middle, because I feel like there's a big, big, large group of people that's getting shortchanged there, you know, they, they, don't have a, they don't have a chance because all that's happened is life has become more and more expensive. So the answer is now, okay, well, we're going to give them more handouts, I just think that that all of these um, priorities have been so misaligned and so messed up. And to your point, David, we need to focus on within. I mean, there should be, if coronavirus taught us anything, it should be that, right? Let's focus on what's going on domestically. So we have security domestically. But don't forget, you get all these companies that want to be doing business in China. They want to, right? Because they, they, oh, it's a huge market. Why shouldn't we be over there? And there's no one saying, well, maybe you shouldn't be over there because it's a matter of national security, say, for like our semiconductor industry that powers all our, all our electronics that you should be focused on within. And so this is, you know, this is unfortunately the challenge. I think that there's so much graft and so many sort of, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours within Washington, D.C. and within corporate America that uh, the, the incentives have all become quite, quite perverse. Yeah. Look, I, I said it the other day uh, in one of my monologues that there are companies like Amazon.cn uh, that are selling out freedom for profit. That's what they're doing. And their hypocrisy aside, that is exactly what they're doing. When you look at the NBA and Chinese market, when you look at LeBron James, he's just the figurehead. It's really the NBA. They want their profit and they're selling out freedom and going against the very hypocrite or hypocritical statements they make. I want to go back to the border, though, because this one is something else that caught my eye at TrishIntel.com. My guest, Trish Regan, of course, purveyor of Trish Intel. 
Uh, the Border Patrol catching another terrorist, and I'll say another because it's not the first time, a Saudi Arabian man described by Border Patrol as a potential terrorist, known ties once in, apprehended, and he was apprehended wearing a New York County ambulance jacket. So again, the idea of clothing yourself, pretending to be something, this is what we know of a 20-year-old 21-year-old migrant from Saudi Arabia linked to several Yemeni subjects of interest. That's not a one-time occurrence, as you and I know, with the various reporting over the years, and one can have a greater effect. Yeah, I mean, look, this is this is something I've followed for quite some time. I mean, I can remember being down in a the Paraguayan jungle border town of Ciudad del Este um, because I was doing a story on how much money was being funneled through this very illegal place down in Paraguay. It was actually the largest source of funding for Hezbollah outside of Iran. So um, there's, there's a lot just in terms of money that's getting funneled through Latin America, South America. But then you factor in the border situation where, you know, I mean, they caught this guy, but how many, how, I mean, who are they not catching when you have these caravans of people coming through? I, I think, it, and by the way, like, you know, they're not getting everyone at the border. You have to assume that even if they've, you know, said we caught this many last month, how many got through undetected? And so I've always been concerned about that. Always thought that that was a real vulnerability in terms of our security, just from a national security standpoint. And if I'm one of these places that wants to do the U.S. harm, I mean, that feels like a very easy way to get in the country. I wouldn't necessarily send someone on a plane um, because they're just it's you know the, it's harder to get in that way, right? Like you choose the easiest course. And in this case, um, they suspected this guy of being a terrorist and, and, you know, who's trying to come into Arizona illegally from Mexico and we're lucky they got him. But how many people do they not get, David? You know, there was a point at which we, a point in time when we would actually insert people into caravans and other groups moving across borders uh, to gather intelligence. Now, instead, we have organizations in the United States enabling them, not just the United Nations. You look at Catholic Charities. You look at Endeavor out of Austin, Texas. They're actually being contracted by the U.S. government while they provide, in, while they provide support, material support, to get people into this country illegally. It, it doesn't boggle the mind. It's pure political interest and an open borders belief. Uh, a couple other things that uh, always catch my eye when it comes to you. One, economics. You know, where we are right now, and I know a lot of people talk about it, it's the news, the headlines, bacon costs more, beef costs more. But Trish, you know, when it comes to economics, you're someone who, you know, it's the first thing on your mind, it seems, most times, not just economics, but all the other aspects of it. Where do you see us right now economically, whether you're poor, rich, or somewhere in between? I think if you're rich, you're fine. I think that you'll make inflation work for you. Um, you typically see equity stock markets go up in these sort of inflationary environments, um, as we have seen, of course. So the wealthy have more money as a result of that. I think that the wealthy, they, they own their homes typically. Um, so when there's inflation, 
real estate appreciates and that's a good thing for the wealthy, but for everyone else, I mean, good luck. This is the 1970s all over again. I mean, I've been calling it on my podcast, the Trish Regan show. Welcome back, Cotter. Right? Remember that show? Welcome back, oh, Carter. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 it feels like that. It feels like Jimmy Carter 2.0. I mean, I was just a little kid. I, I, I can remember the gas lines and you even think back, David, right, to, to the grainy footage of that time and the really bad styles and the really bad colors, and it kind of feels like that. I think the country is in a, a bit of a malaise, and I think this is going to just stay with us here because for a while it's going to take some time to undo the inflation that has seeped in. And this is not entirely, to be fair to Joe Biden, it's not entirely his fault. I mean, I, I have been pounding the table since July of 2020 saying we are risking inflation. Um, I was a big believer in the first stimulus. The second stimulus, I started to get a little bit nervous. By the time we got Joe Biden's third stimulus, I'm like, okay, now it's just done. Like it's, it's cooked, we're cooked. We are gonna have mass inflation. And so I suspect you're gonna be looking at inflation that could run into double digits next year. And that's hard on everyday people, right? Because it's, it creates a barrier of entry. Like if you're trying to buy your first house, now it's gonna cost that much more. Um, and interest rates simultaneously will probably be going up because the Fed is now realizing it has to move interest rates up three times they're talking about next year. So I think that's kind of a, a bad sign. You still have supply chain problems. Those are going to be augmented by this Omicron. Um, I, I suspect some supply chains will get continually shut down. So that's I've never said that wasn't a real problem, but I found that to be a bit of a crutch when people say, oh, it's just transitory. It's supply chain. I'm like, no, no, this is transitory becomes something else entirely because it's not like it's a three month deal. It's like a year now going on a year and a half and they're predicting this for all of next year. So you're looking at double digit inflation for sure in 22. Bad news for everyday Americans. Sad ahead for people, loss of value, and especially for those on fixed incomes in their later years, even more of an effect. Uh, But uh, we'll keep covering these things. I know you do on your podcast, The Trish Regan Show, as well. Hey, it's great just Mm -hmm. to reconnect. And for the record, someday Mm -hmm. off air, I can tell you a funny story about Gabe Kaplan, since you referenced (laughs) Welcome Back, Cotter. (laughs) <laughs> guy from all right, I gotta get that from okay. you. <laughs> all right, Merry Christmas. We'll do Thank that you. off here. Merry Christmas, Trish. Thanks, David. Trish Regan, all things Trish Regan at TrishIntel.com. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, nine to noon East, on SiriusXM Patriot 125.